similar thing that you just reminded me of was that I read an article about a company that will tell you if it's going to rain on your wedding day, and they're called Ironic because of the song. Sure. How do they it's know the name that? of the company? They spend a lot of money and time on um, like more meteorology information than like the average person does. <laughs> the average person they, who spends zero dollars l- looks at like the Weather Channel. <laughs> so for they free spend and is at like, least uh, one dollar. <laughs> they spend at least one dollar. They have a couple of meteorologists on staff, but they also look at historical data. So like, okay, you know, on like the last fifteen, like June twentieth, like mm-hmm. has it rained within seven days of that, and how many days within that? Um, so they'll kind of give you like a an average of like how likely it is. Mm. But I mean, that can obviously like our spring was like beautiful and very dry and that's not normal. Do you have to prove it's your wedding day or can you be like, I just want to know if it's going to rain on September You can 3rd. get it for festivals. Mm. You can do it for other events. Like it doesn't matter. Tra- but they might charge you a couple thousand dollars for it. They charge you that much money to 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 tell you if it's good. What well, if it do, doesn't they rain? Do they do give more you your money back? details because you also like they'll give you more information. Like if you're going to get married on a beach, they'll give you like the tide forecasts. Like this seems like a very shitty business. Like who cares? <laughs> there was an entire article on it. I was just like, okay, sure. <laughs> Ironic. That is a terrible business name. The traffic jam when you're already late. And a smoking sign on your cigarette break. Well, if you're taking a cigarette break, you should know where you can smoke. <laughs> I feel like cigarette breaks are pretty short and you're normally working at a place and you should know where you're allowed to smoke. What's your there. favorite Alanis Morissette ironic part? Because mine is the follow, the one that comes right after it. It's like 10,000 spoons when all you need is a knife. <laughs> That's my. I like the one that comes right after that. It's, it's like, like meeting, meeting the man, man of my, my dreams, dreams and then meeting, and his, then beautiful meeting his beautiful wife. I mean, I know like everybody jokes about how none of those things are ironic and it's true. They're not. But that song is a banger. <clears throat> it is a great song. It's a great it's love, song. Love Alanis Morissette. Whatever it takes. That rage will get you through. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. I'm sorry I'm late. I was at the uh, cleanup party at Little Mistakes. <laughs> Your old pal, Pat. My MP3 player was playing all these hot songs. <laughs> Do you, when, when you were in high school, did you ever work as a dishwasher? I worked as a busboy, as a matter of fact. That's what oh. I did all throughout high school. My whole high school career. I worked at Kennedy's. You never got bay. promoted? No, <laughs> I've been told by people I worked with who are great friends of mine. I worked with all of my friends at the time and still my friends now. And I've been told that I was not good at that job. <laughs> my dear friend, Brooke, who, you know, yes. uh, was a bus girl and then waitress at that same restaurant for like a long, long, long time through mm-hmm. college and beyond. And then, you know, once she started her career, she stopped working there, but. And is very open in telling me, yeah, no, you were not good at it, but everybody liked you, so you never got fired. But you were bad at it, <laughs> but, and I'm like, but well, you what didn't made get promoted, bad at so. it, and it was like, yeah. well, you didn't really do it, and I was like, fair, yeah. 
fair. You just didn't bust the table. You kind of talked a lot and you like played games. Like I would like, we would come, I would like play games like around the thing and do stupid shit. Did you do a game like Marisol and KC did where they were trying to guess what people were doing No, it would be more like in, during like physical things of like put something in something while you're doing something kind of stuff. (laughs) If I recall correctly, she told me I was really bad at folding the napkins, which I don't believe because I think I was actually Mm -hmm. fine at it. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I was bad at it. I've been told I was not good at that job. But at the but time, hey, I will around. say, so when I started working there, they didn't have male servers. It was only women. Oh, <clears throat> so I, it changed at some point. But I don't know if I was still there when it changed. So mm-hmm. maybe I would have gotten promoted had they allowed it to happen. But I don't think mm-hmm. so. I wasn't good at it. I didn't take it very yeah. seriously. Yeah. And I was always like, That's... I hope nobody shows up tonight. And everyone's like, no, you want it to be busy because you make money. And I'm like, I don't fucking care. I don't want to do this. Do you make money as a busboy? Do you get tipped out? Yeah. That's, you don't, okay. you make a, like a very small, just like wait, serving. Um, you make a very, okay. at least at this place, a very okay. small amount of like a shift pay and then mm-hmm. a percentage of all the tips because everybody pulled tips. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Restaurant work is not a kind of work I've ever done. So I only know oh. things from watching the bear and from the other people's experiences. <laughs> How is that show? I've heard very good things. Um, I never finished the first season, but oh. I might go back to it. I've heard the second season is a big level up. Mm. It's it's not a bad show. I just didn't finish it because I I have a lot of I mean, so many people work in the restaurant industry. I know so many people who have worked in it. So I've heard a lot of stories and it's just hard to watch how intense it is. I've heard it's a stressful program. Yeah, yeah. I, but I have, um, I, I will have a quick uh, recommend for another show that I started watching, which is called Deadlock. Mm. Um, L-O-C-H. It's on Amazon Prime in the US. It is an Australian show, and it is like Broadchurch with jokes. It's comedy. And it's very funny. I love it. I've, yes. seen the, I've seen it uh, there when they go to Amazon Prime. Yes, it's a it's a real fun one. I've laughed out loud. Oh, and I don't laugh out loud at a lot of TV shows. Not so. at anything really. You're really no, you're really no. dour person normally. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> other thing that I started watching, which is okay, um, is Platonic with I Seth like Rogen it. and Rose Byrne. So, um, go ahead. It's but some some like some episodes are better than others, and so I think some I I'm like, oh, this is really cringy. But I'm not a big fan of physical comedy. But the episode where uh, Rose Byrne takes ketamine accidentally is so funny, mm-hmm. so funny. Rose Byrne and Seth Rogen have a great chemistry with each other yes. when they're on screen. Mm-hmm. That show works so much better when they're on screen together. There's a yes. lot of it where it's like them, like the last episode. It was almost completely them like not together and doing different things. Mm -hmm. And I'm just not as interested. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't care for this last episode, which by the time this goes out, because we are recording very backlogged guys. Um, we are, um, because I'm going to London soon. We're actually recording this in late June. Um, London, England. Look out. It's me, Rachel showing up here in London, England. This episode will go out on July 14th. I, Rachel knows this, I am currently in the process of um, kind of making it a show that I wrote um, a, a while ago, and it is B 
basically platonic. So to the point where oh. we were like doing and 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 our pitch was always like they never this show doesn't exist. It's never existed. They don't do like male female just purely platonic relationship shows except where parents. Well yeah, every time when I've taken writing classes and stuff, every time I want to have a male female relationship in it, the feedback I get is like, but is there a love interest there? Like because it's just so yeah. that is always what happens. So we've been pitching it as like they don't do this, let's do it. Like that's and now mm-hmm. they're very much doing it to the point. So like we did rehearsals like a couple weeks ago and we were just like kind of getting into the groove and feeling it. And the director was like, and the two characters are parents that it's basically me and my writing partner. And it's basically our life, like what we do. And the director was like, I think it would be funny if you guys had um, like applesauce pouches. And I was like, that is funny. And so we like rehearsed doing it with applesauce pouches. And then like two days later, the premiere of platonic, comes out and Seth Rogen is driving in the car with Rose Byrne and he's eating one of her applesauce pouches. And I don't not look like Seth Rogen. Like there, like Max saw Seth Rogen on TV (laughs) and a picture and asked if it was me. I don't look a lot like him, but there's a vibe. But I can see, I can see the vibe. There's a vibe. He's a lot, he's lost a lot of weight now. So he like looks better Mm -hmm. than me for being honest. But like back a couple of years ago, like long shot era Seth Rogen, there's a similarity. So I was like, fuck, but we're soldiering on. But your your show is also different because you're both parents. And I think that there is something in the dynamic of Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne's characters having very different adult lives. Seth Rogen's clothes in that show are so funny. Oh my God. Yes. So, so real. It's so on point and it's really funny. It's yeah. And they, I, I really appreciate too, that they kind of talk very quickly about the like Harry met Sally kind of stuff and Mm -hmm. got a lot of that out of the way because then they can actually just talk about more interesting things like what it's like to go back to work after being out of the workforce in a long time and what it's like to date when you're older and you're coming across 26 year olds. Yes. That that, that actor who plays his like girlfriend for a few episodes is so funny. It was, it's great. I I, imagine it's, it's, it's it's akin to their real life because I, they've been in movies together before they are friends Mm -hmm. and Seth Rogen is famously not having, doesn't have, and is never having kids. Mm -hmm. And I believe Rose Byrne and Bobby Cannavale do have kids. Maybe not. Yeah. It's interesting. It's, but they weren't creators of the show. Some other people were. Well, maybe. So I'm like, who knows? Who knows? But well, that's our recommendation corner. (laughs) Yes, yeah, that's that's our recommendations for the week. Deadlock and Platonic. And Avatar The Way of the Water. Just kidding. We haven't seen it. Neither of us. <laughs> also a big fan of Crime Scene Kitchen on oh. Fox, which oh. is hosted by Joe, Joel McHale. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Joel and McHale is ruling Fox these days. Crime he's Scene doing, Kitchen, he's Animal Parts. What's the control? animal show? I never saw the show, but yeah, Animal Control. Um it's also got Curtis Stone, the Australian chef who used to come to your house if you were a single woman in the grocery store, if you remember that. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> that was a TLC show from the early mid-2000s uh, or late 2000s. Uh, but yeah, essentially, these cooks have some time to look around a kitchen after something's been made. And based on the ingredients they find in the trash, like what the oven was set to, what the pan looks oh. like, they have to guess what the thing is and then go bake it. Oh. Okay. I like that it has this, I, I am not a big reality TV show person, but I do like the Great British Bake Off. I, 
there's something about this premise that I'm like, I can get behind. <laughs> it's like, it's got this extra level of intrigue to it. What is it on? Fox. I'm kind of into that actually. Yeah. It seems <laughs> kind of fun. fun. I watched, I watched it last week. A friend had recommended it and I was like, oh, I saw a commercial for that. Gonna, I will have to watch I'm that. writing that down. Crime scene <laughs> kitchen. Yeah. I like that. All so right. those are our recommendations for the week. Crime scene, kitchen, deadlock, Meanwhile, and Meanwhile, this is going to come out in August. So like, yeah. <laughs> these things these are <laughs> recommendations for late June. We'll see that something got canceled by the time that this episode came comes out. Guys, we're recording far ahead. What are you going to do? We got to do it. We got to make- We'll get back on track next month. It's just timing. But I feel like this is kind of a little bit par for the course now because we're going bi-weekly and we are still keeping a relatively weekly recording schedule so it's easier to get, right? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And so that when we have things that interrupt us, they don't really get us off schedule. Unbelievable. But- Unbelievable. But- we're not here to talk about oh, these God, things. Oh, God, why are we right? not? We are not here to talk about Crime Scene Kitchen. We're not here to talk about uh, Avatar The Way of Water, which neither of us have seen. We're not here to talk mm-hmm. about all those other shows that Rachel was talking about mm-hmm. or anything, really. what we're here. Well, actually, not anything. We're here to talk about something, and that's something that we're here to talk about <laughs> is, of course, Degrassi, baby. Degrassi. Oh, my gosh. Degrassi episodes 1108 and 1109 they're the eighth and the ninth episodes of the 11th season which you could use context clues to figure that out um uh, uh but they are the 238th and oh fuck 239th real episodes but because of all the two parts 174 the name of the episode wow. is dirt off your shoulder dirt off your shoulder is a jay-z song we've already done jay-z rage so I'm going to use the music portion of the uh, of the episode today to talk about the greatest band in all of history, the best band to do it, my favorite band, number one on the charts, The Cure. I feel like we've done Hold, the holding Pat to that. The Cure is his favorite band. They're my he can't favorite. Can't say anyone else is his favorite band. Um, I think we've done the Cure on the show. Certainly, we have. Yes, I don't we have, yeah. Can't tell mm-hmm. you what I said. Probably pictures of you. I don't know what I said. Mm-hmm. I saw them. I went to see the Cure last Wednesday, which will be seven Wednesdays ago by the time this episode comes out. But bear with me. The tour will be long over because they are entering into the last week of the North American tour. Um. Holy shit is all I got to say. I've seen them before and it's always mm-hmm. like this. It's always three mm-hmm. hours. It's always just wall to wall. It's mm-hmm. so good. He sounds the, he being the great Robert Smith or is uh, Susie mm-hmm. Sue uh, often referred to him as fat Bob um, Robert Smith. What a nice name. <laughs> she, she wasn't, she was mean. She's a mean person. Um, <laughs> He sounds so great. The band sounds so great. He's such a great performer. They're all awesome. You get he the set list is not the same every night, but it's relatively similar. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely like missed some things. Like they have been playing six different ways, and I didn't hear it. They have been playing disintegration mm-hmm. and plain song, and I didn't get that night. But I got Charlotte sometimes, and I got um, fucking 100 Years, which was not the night before, which is one of my top five songs. It was just such a great night. I had so much fun. I was, it was so happy being there. And I was like, I hope this isn't the last time. They had new songs that were great. 
They play Burn from the Crow soundtrack, which I'm thinking might be the greatest song from a 90s soundtrack. Like written specific, I don't know if it was written specifically for the movie, but it's not on any mm-hmm. albums, you know? Mm-hmm. It's only gotcha. on the soundtrack. So good. Uh, Adrian and I went with my wife. We had a great time. There was a sign that mm-hmm. is like the cure, like inside the place where you're like supposed to take a picture of in front of. And then I got yelled at by the lady who's uh, standing in front of it for taking a picture in front of it. It was hilarious. So weird. I got, so weird. I like moved in. She was definitely mad. The show was over and I think she just wanted to go home. She was oh, gotcha. so mad that people were taking pictures in front of this thing that was intended to take pictures in front of so much so that like Adrian and I like sidled up and like stood there and I like lightly grazed her. Cause she was like ho- hoarding over it. Like that's not the right word. Like lording over it. And she was like, could you not push me? And I was like, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, but I also didn't push you. I kind of just yeah. like grazed your arm, lady. And you yeah. and I said to Adrian, I was like, sh- I'm pretty sure she purposely like entered it. I think she entered my space on purpose to yell mm-hmm. at me. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I can't tell you if you're if you're in. Well, by the time this airs, you are not able to see the cure because the tour will be over. And that's a shame. Yeah, the cure is playing here tonight. Actually, you should go. You should stop this. Say, fuck the podcast. Hop in an Uber, (laughs) pay a 100 bucks, sit in the top. It's so good. It's just such great music. Such all the songs are great. And they're so equally good at doing like. Seven minute gothy dirges as they are a th- the greatest three minute pop song they do yeah. they do two encores so they play a full okay. set of like 20 songs then uh-huh. they do two encores and so the first encore is five songs and those tend to favor gothy dirges they favor the first three albums and if they do the disinte- the the like playing song disintegration they do that there in that five song okay. Then they come back with like a 10 song second encore. That is. Is that an encore if it's 10 songs? (laughs) I was saying it's more like a set. Like it's almost more like. Yeah, like they do in like half sets or something. They do. And in this encore, they do in between days Boys Don't Cry, Friday I'm in Love, Just Like Heaven, The Walk, The Fucking All, uh, Jump in Someone Else's Train, 10, 15, Saturday. They do like all of these tremendous pop songs and it's like mm-hmm. there's people who just come for that and you'd be right it's so fun mm-hmm. the cure are the best band in the world they're the best band ever of all time that's my opinion i'm sticking to it they're my favorite yeah. band there's something that you brought up that my friend who um is a new york times music critic also brought up in her newsletter about the cure show which is that the 25 dollars t-shirts like yes, they kept every. They're keeping the prices low. Yes, um, which is amazing because, Johnny like I said, Quest when I the Blink One Eighty Two concert shirts were like fifty some dollars, and I'm like, I'm not paying fifty dollars for a T-shirt. He Robert Smith also was kept the ticket prices really low mm-hmm. on purpose, even though they got everyone still got hit with fees, and he was like very upset, and then. I think Ticketmaster like gave they back. did refund people, mm-hmm. which I'm I'm glad that he 
said something about that and it you know he became the person that we all admire I love him. he's so great and funny and not a bummer yeah. at all like people think they're a bummer yeah. they're not a bummer they're a bummer but he's not a bummer but he's not a bummer. that's that's good to hear i've heard great things about this tour i'm i'm not so a huge good. cure fan i i know a lot of people who really like them a lot though like you included uh, my sister is a big fan mm. um but i i didn't notice it and then it, the tickets were sold out and it's also Hard to get ours that yeah, so it's like, ah, it's fine. It's not something I'm going to fight my way into out of out of the sold-out shows for this year. I might try to get into transatlanticism if I try mm, to get into something. That makes sense. If it happens again, I would say you should do it. Yeah. Because definitely. it might be the last one. That's that's where yeah, we're at. That's the hard part. With these bands now. It might be the last one. They're doing a bunch of new songs, which leads me to believe there's probably an album coming. So that could be yeah. good. That means... I was... Yeah, I I was kind of mad at myself that I never saw Fleetwood Mac, even though I know that the tours that I would have seen them on weren't as good, um, because now Christine McVie has died. She's passed. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Lindsey Buckingham is essentially not allowed back, also. That's another thing. Is to he consider. Me Too or something? Did Lindsey Buckingham get... No, they just don't get along. Right, right. <laughs> Famously. Yeah, none of them ever. And then he got kicked back out of the band recently. Um. So... I will say you gotta go. You, 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 this band is great. I'm so happy mm -hmm. that like a, a rock band is just like selling out big stadium. Like I guess that's not a stadium. What's Madison Square Garden? A big? It's a stadium. It's a stadium. It's not like an outdoor mat, like giant stadium. No, but it's no. a big. But stadium. it's a stadium. It's a stadium show. Yeah, here they're playing something a little bit, now probably similar size, but it's an outdoor venue. Great. Oh, that would be so nice if it was a nice night. Yeah, it's not so. <laughs> Oh, to hear a hundred. But if years. you have seats, you're you're not gonna get rained on, so then it's not so bad. A forest. But the lawn will get. Oh, that's one of my. I think that's what I said was one of my favorites. That is just. Did. It's an incredible. That and Love song. Cats are like I my love, favorites. Love. They did. They're not doing Love Cats this tour, though. I do love Love Cats. Mm. Um, was there any songs that you were sad you missed? I was sad that they didn't. Of that they are playing on this tour, especially. I I am sad that. They didn't play uh, six different ways and disintegration. Mm. I would have loved to have hear, heard those songs. But I mean, again, I got other songs that other people didn't get. I got 100 Years, which is one of my mm -hmm. favorites. And that's not a, an every night song. Yeah. So I was really happy about that. They were just, just great. Just fucking great. I can't say. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. I had one of the better, best times I've had in a long time. It was, it was, uh, but it was on a Wednesday. What are you going to do? Yeah. 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 But Jay-Z rules, too. We like Jay-Z, but we've done him already. And we didn't just, neither of us went to see him recently. No, no. So, Godspeed, Jay-Z. I'll put you in the Hall of Fame if you want. Call me. Let me know. Mm, I don't know. Let me think about Beyonce's it. Beyonce's in. I know. And but, like, I feel Kings. like <laughs> Jay-Z has very little to do with the show. We talked about Alanis Morissette. What does Beyonce have to do with the show? She's on in the She doesn't Fame. either. So, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to... To rein us in on the willy-nilly admissions into the okay. Hall of Fame. We hadn't done one in so long. I know. And then Treat Williams. Before Treat Williams. It'd been like, I would say months since we'd done one. Oh, yeah. we. I think we technically forgot about it. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what you would call it. Burn. That song, Burn, is so good. Oh, my God. And live, they're just so full. The band is so good. Mm -hmm. dun, 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 dun. It sounds so great. I just love live music. I love music. 
Rock and roll, baby. Yeah. You got to do it. How do you not love rock and roll? It's tough. I The only thing I struggle with these days is because I worked in the industry for so long is that if I go to a concert and I don't have some kind of special pass... <laughs> Yeah. I struggle a little bit. Yeah, you're a real, you're a real bougie I, son of a gun. I, I really need to feel special yeah, at a concert. I know, I know you do. I know you do. You need to feel. You should. You know what, Rachel? You deserve just it. Just a general life thing. <laughs> like I just need to feel special. Self care. Mm-hmm. Self care. Eli. Speaking oh. of self care, not self care. Speaking of not caring for yourself, Eli. I'm gonna go get. Oh. Yeah, what? Yeah. Oh, you're yeah, yeah, no, what? no, no, no. You got to hit me with your best blur before anything. Hit. And did you say you're going to get something? No, I was going to say something. Oh, okay, But I okay. need you I to hit. I thought you needed to get up and get something. Maybe but... in a minute or two. But hit me okay. with your best blur while we're here. Okay, okay. So in Dirt Off Your Shoulder, Eli has writer's block due to his anti-anxiety meds. Riley has to choose between his parents and Zane. And Casey struggles to do it all. I got a lot to say about this Casey Zane. I mean, probably not a lot. A lot is probably too much, but I have something to say about it. About B and C? You uh, said Casey Zane. Sorry, not Casey. Uh, Riley and Riley. Zane. Okay. Mainly, I have feelings about all three of these. <laughs> mainly, I want to say, Zane, back the fuck off, dude. Yeah. Okay. I- I feel the same way. I feel like Zane, I, I understand why Zane is saying what he is, but I don't think you can push someone in those situations. And it's like, Riley's also about to graduate. And like, you don't want to, he doesn't want to have a bad relationship with his parents. It's not all a crusade. He'll no. get there. Everybody yes, has to get there on their own terms. Yes. Anyway, we're not talking about that yet. First, we're talking about Eli. And I want, I mean, Eli, and I'm going to say something that I know mm-hmm. is bad. Okay. Can you guess? I'm excited. Can you guess what it is? Well, I have one thing to say that's bad. What do you have to um, say that's bad? That I don't think that um, Christine Prosperi is a good actress. Who's that? Imogen? Yeah. Here's what I'm going to say. I love Imogen. I know that I'm not supposed to like this character. <laughs> I know that everything <laughs> about this character is like red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. And but. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. I love her. Yeah, I felt like <laughs> I love her. I'm curious to learn more about her, but I felt like her performance was very wooden. So she's like a stalker? I don't know. I mean, like I really I just know that she gets together with Fiona at some point. What? Oh my god, Sorry, I'm so I just excited. That for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a spoiler. That's an excitement. Like, Fimogen is a, is a ship that people really like. And they're still friends in real life too. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Can I say, so my, so remember when he realizes that she knows all this stuff about him and he's like freaked out and he's like, you got to mm-hmm. leave me alone. And then she's like, no, I don't. And he was like, okay, what was that about? <laughs> She was basically like, sit down, Eli, you're making a scene. And he was mm-hmm. like, okay. What? There's a lot, there's a lot of scenes in the dot in this episode. This was a every very special, every special event that was not at school was at the dot. And they were, they had the same like coffee mugs, but I noticed that like Eli and Imogen must have been drinking like full coffee drinks. Whereas Riley, Riley was drinking like an espresso. espresso Cause he had the small cup. 
That's 100% true. I noticed that as well. <laughs> These are very important details that I'm clearly paying attention to. I love to. that Riley's like very special birthday dinner was at the dot and no one else I, was there. I was like, what about Pizza Leslie, guys? Or Little, Little Mistakes, Mistakes looks even. like a gr- I want a, I want a spinoff workplace mm-hmm. comedy about Little Mistakes. <laughs> That's I what wish I that want. Holly J was still working there. If she was, especially if she was still working there. Yeah. I love the boss of Little Mistakes. He's great. That's part of the reason I want the spinoff. Um, yeah. So can I just say also, like, I don't remember Claire and Eli's relationship being like that fraught until the very end when they broke up. No, I think that like, sh- I mean, the whole thing with... Fitz was a little bit right. tense that, right. that Imogen brings up. Right. Um, That's true. But it wasn't that bad. Like, it was really the end that was the wild part of it. Fitz um, comes to Claire's house, right? Is that Fitz? In the yes. rain, that scary yeah, yeah, scene? Yeah, right. yeah. Right. But he fake stabbed Eli, remember? And then he got expelled from school. Oh, yeah, that's right. But I don't really understand what that necessarily has to do with the fits. uh, Sorry, with Eli and Claire's relationship. Well, because Eli was so mad at Fitz, he wanted to give him (laughs) Ipecac, remember? And, And then Claire was like, you really shouldn't. That was like their first like fight. Right. Than okay. I can recall. Okay. I mean, they, you know, there was like tense parts where they had to like kiss in that Romeo and Juliet yeah, video and hot. stuff. But, but that was fine. Like, this was like, I think that the thing with Fitz escalated so much and Eli was just like coming up with more wild and crazy things he wanted to do. Oh, and remember, he also like made the fake ID so that he could get arrested because yeah, it made him that. look like he was over 18. That was pretty great. Too. I really just um, want to not even think about any of this and get to Fiona and Imogen. That's now all I want. Yeah, this was, well, this kind of made me go, okay, so now we're finally meeting Imogen, and I know that that happens at some point, but I'm like, how am I, who is this character? How are we going to get led there? Um, I was not put off by her acting, to be be honest. I didn't know. Okay, so maybe it was just me, um, and maybe it's also, like, let her warm up a little bit, because I feel like Katie was very bland when we met her. It's The thing was, was that Imogen had interesting lines to deliver, but I just felt like I didn't get that much from her as a person. Yeah. She um, seems to be like pretty obsessed with Eli. Eli is trying to come up with, and they use this word, I'm going to say 34 times in this episode, a concept. Did you notice yes. they kept saying concept? A yes. concept for the play that Fiona's going to direct. Yeah. And he is struggling with like writer's block because he has this idea, but no one likes it. And by no one, I mean Fiona and Miss Dawes. Which is all that matters because they're the people That's with greenlighting. All that matters. And it's, um, I didn't write down what he said multiple times about it. It was a post-apocalyptic. It's about, it's a, something about the human condition and. Yes. Yeah. There's something about someone eating an apple at the end that Brown's in front of him. Um, yes. <laughs> Which I was thinking about, like, how are they going to do that? <laughs> yeah. I, I Special effects lighting. Um, so he is just struggling to come up with a great idea for this. And he's also at the same time taking these anti-anxiety meds and Adam's like wondering, like, why are you taking so many of these a day? And he's like, oh, I can take up to three. It's fine. But when he starts hanging out around Claire and it's like, you know, keeping him very mellow. And then when he starts hanging out with Imogen, 
She's like, oh, those are dulling you. That's why you're having writer's block because you're not able to think of these like great ideas because you're on these meds. Yeah, she's nefarious. Oh, she's evil. She's chaos agent. I love it. She is doing every, like Adam is like the good angel and Imogen is the bad angel on Eli's shoulders in this episode. Imogen is a beloved character, not a beloved character. Do you know the answer? I think that, I don't know if she is. I know Fimogen is a beloved couple. Okay, so I imagine she must come around to become a yeah. beloved character. She seems to have some issues herself, right? Maybe. Yeah, I'm very curious about her. I'm very, I find her to be incredibly curious. Well, she's mm-hmm. not curious. I'm curious. I'm, about you're her. curious about her. Yeah, I am too, because I was like, this is an interesting way to be introduced to someone where I love, she starts off with like, uh, Eli has thrown a computer in the media immersion lab. This is so fucking funny. This is so funny. And she comes in and she's like, you have to make it look like it was an accident. And she purposefully trips and falls. Dude, (laughs) her nose starts bleeding. Her body face first onto the ground. (laughs) To make it look like she pulled the computer off by tripping over a cable. The way they shot that was so funny. Like her Mm -hmm. arms are like splayed as she throws her body onto the ground. Mm -hmm. I was, I went, I went back. I was like, wait a minute. What just happened? I was like, cause I, I don't know. It was just so funny. And she was like, I fell to Mrs. O she's or Mm -hmm. Ms. O. I fell on the, Oh, I tripped over the cord. Like you said, she was like, this place is a death trap. Oh God. She was trying, she was helping her old pal, Eli. He was so mad. He can't figure out. He can't, he can't break his story, Rach. No, he's really struggling with it. His and concept. Yeah. And then Adam's over here saying like, you know, questioning how many pills he's taking a day. And then it gets to a point where he's like, I don't think these things are working for me. And like, can you hold on to them? And he's like, well, you know, my uncle had to try a bunch of different meds because that's literally how these things work. They're not magic. Like you, you will need to try different things and find out what works for you. And also they're not, for the most part, a lot of medications are not going to work, like fix everything magically on their own. You also have to like maybe make some behavioral changes or see a therapist or do some other things. Mm -hmm. Like it's not, it's not like a one and done. This is true. But then he's got Imogen over there saying like, I'll take, like takes the pills from him. I'll keep them away from you. So you won't take them. And then you'll be able to break this story. So she, so then at one point she's like, let's skip class and we'll go right. We'll go come up with an idea for the play. Mm-hmm. And he's still struggling. She's drawn pictures of him. She's also a very artistic type of a person because she's within the mm-hmm. theater and all that. And she says, you know, you can't get over Claire until we do some like hard work to get, get you over Claire. So she dresses up like Claire mm-hmm. and has Eli <laughs> just yell at her. Yeah. I, so the whole, the whole idea is that, and it's not the idea. It's it's what he thinks is that Claire used him for some reason. They think Claire is a lot more um, like underhanded than I think she really is. Well, I think what is actually happening is he's having a tough time getting over this breakup, but the meds he's on are kind of dulling his feelings about that a little bit. And so he's just trying to get past it by being like, I'm making strides to get better, but 
this is still bothering me, but I'm going to pretend like it's bothering me less than it actually is. I just don't know. Whereas Imogen is the one who's saying like Claire's was bad. She did these things. And like, I know you guys were supposed to go on that spring break trip and all these things that like they didn't say to people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I'm just confused as to what she would have used him for. Used him to do what? Like be her I don't think she did. Yeah, no, she didn't. People, I think that they connected intellectually. Yeah. And, but they are very different people who have different backgrounds. And I think they just eventually clashed on that a little bit. Plus, Eli is having a mental health crisis. At one point, Fiona says, I will never understand the, uh, the, whole, the, <laughs> the whole power, Claire Edwards the power cl- over men. And I was like, that's very funny. <laughs> Yeah, Claire was super annoying in this episode, too, in my mind, because she's she still has to do this interview from last episode. So for the paper, she has to interview Eli about the play. And so she comes up to him and she tells him about this. But she just has this attitude about her that. Here we go. I I can understand why Eli would be bothered because she she does kind of have this like. I I mean, maybe this is me reading into a little bit, but it's like her concern for Eli almost comes off as like she's a little bit better than him. Here we go. The anti-Claire shit starting. Do you think? Do I think that? Do you feel that way at all? That she thinks she's better than him? There's like a little bit of a vibe of like her concern doesn't feel super genuine. I think she's more concerned about how this interview is going to go for her probably is what I'm thinking. I just think she wants to get past Eli and I don't think Eli knows what he wants. Yeah. Well, I think they both are still deeply in love with the other person, I do too. but I agree. struggling with that too. So Eli yells at fake Claire and is like, I hate you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, he calls her a manipulative witch. Yeah. Which I just don't. I mean, Claire's a lot of stuff, but I just don't see like her as like manipulative. I don't, what did no. she get out of this relationship? Like, what was the point of using him to, to for what? There was no clout to get. It's Eli, for heaven's sakes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Imogen is super excited. She's like, we've had a breakthrough. Now go use that and write the play. And he does. Or he writes the concept, at the very least, of the play. Concept, yeah. He's got the concept she- down. Imogen brings up the roulette night, the Vegas night, yeah. specifically. She knows all everything that's happened in their lives. And that's it's when Eli's weird. like, you got to get away from me. You're a stalker. And she's like, Eli, take a deep breath. You're making a scene. Like, she's almost like has a spill over him. I love it. And he's like, oh, you're right. Let's write a play or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Claire... He's mean to Claire, right? When they when she goes tries to interview him the last time, yeah, very, very rude to her. Oh yeah, whatever. I mean, and she's just trying to be like, let's just get this over with. I don't want to do this. You don't want to be here, kind of thing. And so then he's, but he's very happy at that point to like twist the knife a little bit and say, oh, this is the concept. It's love roulette. Fiona, Sorry. F- oh no, nothing. Cons. Fiona loved the concept. Mm-hmm. So did Miss Dawes. She apparently. was like, "This is a great concept." Mm-hmm. She was like, "Of all the concepts that have been spoken to me in a mm-hmm. st- by a stage, mm-hmm. this concept is the concept." 
I'm going to say it's the concept of all concepts. Of all concepts. <laughs> I'm going to say concept as many times as they say concept in this episode. <laughs> Um, oh, and man. then I guess yeah. is the is the I- implication that Imogen and Eli are a couple now, possibly, mm. uh, or at least like you know they're they're somehow together in some respect or another. But he also Claire is like all riled up by this and tells Eli that he needs help, um, and then he dumps all of his pills in oh, the trash. Right. Yes, he's not going to take the pills anymore. No, he's not going to take them. His anti-anxiety pills. So um, that's that, right? That's pretty much that. Yeah. Any other thoughts on this? No, I'm excited to get into Imogen, though. I have to say, I know it's probably not the popular feeling, but maybe it is. Maybe she. I mean, look, she's like encouraging him to not take his meds. And she's obviously been like very interested in him and so it's Mm -hmm. probably not good but it's fucking fun oh totally totally um yeah there's a heartfelt moment with dj bullfrog earlier on where he sits down with eli who has like passed out for the entire night um and he's like you know maybe it's now is not the time to write i want you to be to get better first and then we can you can talk about that. So he was maybe going to resign from it. Right. And then he decides not to. Imogen was like, you're a brilliant writer. Yeah. She, well, there was a suggestion that maybe Claire could write it if he didn't. Oh, right. And he, and he was, was like, like, oh, oh no. no. Oh, hell no. No, no, no. Not Claire. Mm-hmm. I hate Claire now all of a sudden. I suddenly, it's suddenly, wild. all of a sudden hate Claire. They're going to get back together though, right? I think so. I'd be surprised if they didn't have another thing at some point. What's the guy's um, name though? Who's the new kid that she knew? Who Jake? Threw f- oh yeah, they have to do something. Yeah, like that. um, yeah. This was this was definitely an interesting one, and I think that it was uh, it was also kind of I I thought it was kind of interesting about what it was saying with like the meds and Adam and Imogen and you know everyone's kind of opinion on what he should be doing. Right. Also, Adam, for some reason, Dave was not feeling good, so he couldn't be on the radio. No, he couldn't be on the man show with Adam and Dave, so it's just the man show with Adam. Radio is a cruel mistress, Um, Adam said at one point. He did. He did. Uh, One other thing that Eli said is that they haven't figured out what's wrong with him yet. Like, they're still working on a diagnosis, so Mm -hmm. it's like trying things out. Right. Um, but that, you know, he obviously still has to use his skull cane because his foot's still broken. He needs the skull cane. Mm-hmm. At the very I'm least. up to the point where Imogen trips. I'm just like waiting for it to happen. Oh, that shit is so funny. That was the best part. Yeah. She really leaps. Oh, she like <laughs> fucking jumps inches, feet into yeah. the air. I can't figure out if her hair and stuff is quirky or if it's annoying. I, I thought it was, I, I was into it. I was into the whole Imogen thing. I know it's bad. She was doing ch- fucked up shit, but she's like a movie villain. Yeah. Which I yeah. like. Eli, can you, you're a brilliant writer. Get off your meds. Like she's going <laughs> to use him to like murder somebody. I'm yeah. I'm very curious where this is going. That's what I like. He went off his meds. Anyway, what even is the B-star? B-star? 
Riley. Riley, you think? I think so. Riley and his um, uh, his mother, who refuses to acknowledge that he's gay, and his pa. You, me, and pa. Me, we both said at the same dinner. time. Pa. pa, you, me, and pa could celebrate my birthday. I was like, are his parents not together, or is it just that like it's hard to get a hold of his dad? I couldn't quite gauge this. His parents are like very elderly. It's seeming to me. Yeah. His ma and his mama and his pa. Pa. Mama. Yeah. Riley's mom still is like not accepting the fact that Riley's gay. So she sets him up on this date with a friend, a friend of hers daughter under the guise that she is interested in learning about athletic scholarships or something so that he can tell her Mm -hmm. about them. But then he, oh, one one thing I forgot from the A story sure. that I have to say really quickly is when Imogen has that nosebleed and yeah. she has like the kerchief or tissues or whatever, and she's like, "Here, hold this." <laughs> it's like bloody. Yeah, doesn't she put two tampons in her nose? She does. Yeah, she's fucking great. <laughs> this character is the best. She's a manic pixie dream girl, but also like a manic pixie nightmare girl because she's fucking yes. fucked up. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Back to Riley and Pa. Uh, and his pa. Have we met Pa before the dinner at the dot? We have not. We've just heard of him. Oh, it's a me pa. Well, that's actually <laughs> that's my Greek. <laughs> oh, you see, it is a opa pa. It is a opa. I'm just doing Mr. Fucking Del Rossi. He's every dad on the show. I don't know how to except do, for Jimmy's dad. I don't know how to do any <laughs> impressions other than that one. <laughs> Any voices other than Bob like Hoskins and that's it. <laughs> and I'm Rachel. I'm going to London, England. I'm going to see Blur play all their new songs from their new album, The Life of Delroy. What's the name of the album? The um, Dennis's oh, shoot. masterpiece. I forgot what it is, actually. It's a weird name. It's like the something of it, someone's name, right? Yeah. Dexter's Laboratory. <laughs> Dexter Holland. Yeah. Darren, right? Darren. The Ballad of Darren. Okay. It came to me as soon as I started to look it up. It's about the guy who created Sex of the City, Darren Starr. Yes. <laughs> Riley is. Um, so he goes on this date, which he doesn't realize is a date. And then when he realizes it's a date, he's like, sorry, I'm gay. And his date's mm-hmm. like, oh my God, great. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Listen, when I want to have boys over, I just pretend they're my friend. So just pretend Zane is your friend. Yeah. Study buddies. Zane doesn't like that because Zane's like, I'm out of the closet. I introduced you to my family. Zane has a very like myopic view of how everything is supposed to be because of how his experience was, which was positive. Mm -hmm. And I kind of don't, I don't like that. It's, it's a tough thing to navigate because I understand why, where they're both coming from. Same. But I think that neither one is really willing to meet in the middle, and that's what makes it hard. But also, they're 18, yeah. so that's probably a big part of it. Absolutely. Like Zane, did, Zane didn't have a hard time coming out, I'm assuming. Um, and he would rather be out to Riley's parents. But he was there. He saw how Riley's mom reacted, and then she just pretended it didn't happen and completely ignored it and then wasn't talking to Riley for ages. This sounds familiar. Uh, <laughs> 
I have no idea and, what you're talking about. It's just, uh, yeah. So look, the, what Zane is saying is like, are you happier pretending to be something you're not? Which I understand. Mm -hmm. And that is a struggle. And I'm sure that Riley in due time will work it out for himself and not yeah. need, does not need to be pressured by you because this is what you want. It's pretty selfish in some ways too. Yeah. Like, yeah. no, it's not the perfect thing. I don't know. I'm just like, I, I get where Riley's coming from a, a little more than Zane. I'm happy that Zane's experience was good, but I think him mm -hmm. not un realizing that it's not a beat because you're just like not ready to do that yet. It's not, it's not like a betrayal. He's not betraying you. No, you know, no, it's just that like, he can't be out to his parents. They're not accepting him until as... he's ready to like not have a relationship with his parents potentially. Yeah. Yeah. And he's saying, you know, I'm about to go to college. Like, I don't really want to do this right now. Right. right. And it wasn't like he didn't try. That's what I find frustrating about Zane's reaction right. to it. It's like, it's not like Riley didn't try. Yeah. Um, and he's also not making excuses for his parents. He's not like, oh, it's a, he's just like, I need a little bit of like just normalcy right now. Yes. And for me, that's what, and look, I'm not certainly by no means am I taking the side of the parents. They should get with the fucking program. Mm -hmm. But I also understand from his perspective, like, I'm just not ready to, to get into that yet with my paw. Mm -hmm. Paul, my yeah. old Greek paw, who came. Yeah, to... I liked how the girl that he had to go on a date with was named Athena. Of course, she was. Um, that's so great. The only Greek name. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so ultimately, what? So then Riley like calls Zane and is like, "I feel bad putting you." So they have an 18th birthday dinner. That's where we see Pa at at yeah. the dog. Pa and Athena and her mom are there. And they were and sitting Zane's in a strange there. configuration because it was like because they're at a fucking coffee shop where they put two <laughs> round tables together. It's but, not meant for like a birthday dinner. But I'd be so disappointed if someone took me out for like a very momentous birthday dinner to the dot. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. This is how they we went. We have an entire other restaurant on this show currently. Yeah, that has steak. Maybe they don't eat steak. The Maybe. but they, they were around the table thusly Zane, Riley's mom, the girlfriend, Athena, then Riley, then Pa, and then Athena's mom. No one was sitting next to the person they should have been sitting next no, to. No, it was a very weird configuration, with the exception, I guess, of Riley and Athena. Mm -hmm. Athena, who like was stirring shit. Yeah, she was. Because she was like, guess what? Riley has a girlfriend. Your girlfriend. Everybody. Yeah. And Zane was like, well, it's complicated. And then Zane left. Yeah. It is a weird, I guess in one respect, it is pretty, to take kind of Zane's side a little bit, is like, it is kind of weird that like your mom definitely knows. And yeah, is just ignoring it. <laughs> Choosing to ignore it. Yeah, it's it's a tough situation to be in. So I don't really like blame either of them for it. But it's just I don't know. I feel like Zane wasn't very giving to Riley. Yeah. 
on this, um, which then leads to Riley breaking up with Zane. Yeah, Riley breaks up with Zane. Because he's like, this, he's like, I want to have a relationship with my parents right now. And so this can't happen this way. Um, and I don't want to put really... you through the bullshit that you're obviously not happy exactly, with. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Teenagers also. And he also lie said he felt like Zane was. What? Teenagers also lie to their parents. This it's like is very what true. they do. He also said that he felt like Zane was rushing him. Yeah. Um, which I think is is accurate. And the other important thing I want to bring up about this uh, B story was the whole underlying thing about the athletic challenge at the school to get people to do 10,000 steps. And they eventually came up with an intramural dodgeball Dodge tournament. Yeah, we do dodgeball. Um, and then the school sign later said, our health, our passion, get involved. That's a good one. Um, oh, the other thing I did, we'd mentioned the phone, how Zane looked at Oh no, Riley's phone. Yeah. So after he went on the, the setup date with Athena, because Riley gets a text from an unknown number that's like, had a great time last night on and our Zane date decides He's... on our date. And Zane decides to look at Riley's phone yeah. when it's sitting there, when he goes to the bathroom yeah, or to get something. And he's mad. When they're having lunch at school. Like, yeah. Dude, you let me explain. Don't look at someone else's phone. There was a whole, it wasn't as bad as it looked. And like, if Zane hadn't done that. Because to be fair, so Riley did not think he was going on a date. He thought he was going no, on an he information didn't. exchange. Yeah, because she wanted to ask about um, sports scholarships mm -hmm. for college because he got one. Pa said, if you two have babies together, they'll be so athletic. That was, can you imagine being at your birthday dinner with some girl that your parents are trying to set you up with and that's what they say? <laughs> I just can't imagine going on a birthday dinner like, with a person I've just met. Oh, well, yeah. First off, that's weird. But then secondly, that's just so uncomfortable. It's like, oh God, what terrible parents. Terrible. They are bad. I'm not saying they're good. I'm not, I'm not sticking up for no. them. I'm sticking no. up for Riley for being- Also, like, we never see Athena's mom. We only see the back of her head. Really? Is that true? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I don't think we see her. because yeah, she's sitting next to Paul. She's, yeah. You would think she's Pa's wife. Almost, almost. There once was a ma that wanted her. Well, could you get the C story, Rach? Sure. Casey is still working as a dishwasher. A little mistake. Dish pig is what, is what Marisol keeps referring to him as. In a very <laughs> loving way, Marisol is the dish pig. <laughs> Marisol is hot to trot for Casey. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. She's like, stay after we have a dance party here at the Little Mistakes. We play songs for my MP3 player. I'm like, this yeah. sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, they're having so Casey's working a lot, but it's not like he makes that much money, right? So Jenna's like. It's tough because, you know, you're out all the time, but also it's not like we have enough money to buy this video baby monitor that I would really like. Right. $200 for it. Yeah. And she's just been home alone because, you know, Casey's mom works a ah, lot. Casey's got school. Kevin McAllister. Ah, home alone. <laughs> home alone. Home alone. Well, home alone with Tyson. So not totally home alone. I love that Jenna's now just been relegated to like, <laughs> that actress is just like always just in this apartment now. Yeah, With that's the only time we ever see her. That baby, except for the time she took the bus to school. That's true. That baby is cute. That they have playing the yeah, baby. Yeah, it's a it's a good it's a good baby. It's a good acting baby. It's better than um, Renesmee. 
Oh my god! Imagine <laughs> well, it doesn't have a imagine CGI it was a CGI space, baby. Can, Thank God they didn't do that. They probably wouldn't have had the budget for that. Tyson, Tyson, the CGI baby. I mean, but I think it's also the same baby that played him as soon as he was born because that baby was like six months old when it came out. That baby is fucking cute. I think that it's just like stares there, like since they're staring. They probably gave yeah. that baby melatonin. <laughs> so then Casey starts having fun at work because like Marisol's there and she's like, oh, yeah, we have these after work parties. What, it's going to be great. What grade is Marisol? She's a red shirt. She's a junior. So what's Casey? Casey's a sophomore. Oh. <laughs> Older woman. Oh, I love it to see. <laughs> Mr. Del Rossi just want to pop in for a second. Mm hmm. So she's into it. She wants to get down and dirty, or at least boogie. She wants to boogie with him. I want to put on my motherfucking boogie shoes. But so he's starting to feel bad about it. And so, yeah, he, he feels bad. He came home and he came home late. And Jenna's like, oh, why'd you come home late? And he's trying to explain himself. And he's like, you kind of had to be there. Um, and I, I think she's a little jealous, but she's also really not like, she's very supportive and she's like, you know, you're making this money for us. So I'm just happy that that's happening. You're working um, so hard. Yeah. Said, so then they're going to have, let me give you a hand job. And she gave me a hand job right there. Yeah. They showed over the it. pants though. They showed over the pants. Um, but then there's going to be another fun night at work. It's Hawaiian night at little mistakes. Mm hmm. She says everybody's going to get laid. And then Dave was like, I should work at Little Mistakes. And then I was like, Dave, don't you have a way more attractive than you, girlfriend? Yes. Trying to go to Little Mistakes, get fucking Hawaiian lays on you, for heaven's sakes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and aren't you supposed to be sick? Why aren't you on the radio? He's like, I have the sniffles. <laughs> the fantastic mono and mono uh... radio show. Here, I'm going to fart in my hand and stick it in your face. My favorite kind of show. You love it. Sh uh, shocking jocks. Shock. A uh, shocking disc Shock, jockeys. The shocking jocks. Yeah. So Casey decides he's gonna quit. Yeah. Because he's like, I don't. He. It's like the Marisol thing, but he's also not getting paid that much, and he's like, I don't think this is really worth it. So he's gonna quit. Said he could make um, just as much money collecting off the dole, baby. Yes, exactly. On welfare. So he goes in with the intent of quitting and. Marisol ends up pushing him forward to the old boss and saying, you know, KC should get promoted to a bus boy because he's, he's very good at his job and I think he'd cute. do a great job. And, and he's got a baby at home. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets promoted so he can't quit. Yeah. And then she's so proud of him. Jenna. Because he's climbing the corporate ladder. <laughs> Until he <laughs> tells her that Marisol hooked him up and she's like, I was in cheer squad. With Marisol. With Marisol. She was very flirty. Mm-hmm. And then Marisol's like, sorry, we can't have a dance party tonight because my MP3 player broke. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, man, too bad. And the next day he shows up at school and he bought her a fucking MP3 player. And also got Jenna the video baby monitor. Yes, he did get her Jenna the video monitor. He got both. But that's pretty. He also has a much better outfit as the busboy than he did as a dishwasher. As a dishwasher. Hey, he didn't like his kerchief he, on his head? No, not a, not a fan. I like it better when he's got the cowboy hat and the kerchief around his neck. Yeah, he loves that kerchief, though. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's br- something brewing with Casey and Marisol. Mm-hmm. And Jenna's home with their baby, not going to school. Jenna's poor Jenna. Not doing anything, just watching the baby all day. Poor Jenna. I feel bad for her. Yeah, it's rough. She's not I can't s- wait to see this breakup that is bound to happen very soon, I'm sure. She's not singing <laughs> any they, of her country songs. They've broken up so many times. <laughs> but what's going to happen? Because she lives in his mom's house. Yeah. So what's his mom going to do? He's, she's got to stay. Oh, man, that's going to be some drama. It's going to you know be who's interesting. who's not going to like all that drama is Caitlin. Remember? Is that her name? Katie? Caitlin? Katie? Katie. She hates drama. She does hate drama. It's fucking but that's okay, because it's not like Jenna writes for the paper or anything. a high schooler who hates drama. The fuck out of here. It just means that she likes drama more. Anyone who says they hate drama is drama. the immediate target for drama. Have you watched any reality television show? Oh, I hate drama. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't be here, Katie, causing drama. If you really hated it. Well, Rach, what do you think? Did it or didn't it? Did it go there or did it not go there, this episode? Episodes 1108 and 1109. Dirt off your shoulder. You gotta go like this. Do you think that that was getting the dirt off the shoulder was breaking up with Zane and telling Claire to fuck off? Yeah. Okay. Buying that MP3 player, I guess. Yeah, I mean that too. They didn't have um, iPods I... in this at this point. This is 2011. Canada probably didn't have iPods. They definitely had iPods, but iPods, you know, you can get a cheaper MP3 player by this point. Oh no. No, well that's why they break. Yeah, that's cuz you spent 20 bucks on an MP3 player. Trace, cut torse. Remember when the iPod came um, out and it, it was U2? It doesn't go there for me. Do you remember that, though, when U2 was I do. the iPod? I, I do. I do remember that. That went there. You, you went there? No, it went there when U2 was putting their album on everybody's oh, phones. that did. That did. Yeah, that was later. Were you mad uh, when you did? We, we talked about this on the podcast before. Yeah, I was mad about that. Why? I didn't want them putting fucking... Don't take up space on my well, phone. Well, just erase it. I didn't ask for. Well, it, so if it still was on my phone at this point... <laughs> it's probably still on your phone right now. I have this problem with like the car that I have right now where it like auto-connects to Bluetooth. Yeah, so it, it um, plays and so it just Songs starts of playing. <laughs> if it were still on my phone, it's probably what it would, it would play, default to because um, I don't have that much stored on my phone. It just automatically the, pulled some things The Legend from my of Joey Ramone or whatever it was called. Plays Grizzly Bear every time I get into the car. It's starting uh, to drive me nuts. Uh, uh, but I only hear the first five seconds because I go, ah, and it pause. <laughs> I'll go on record as I didn't care that you two put the album on my phone. Wow. Okay. I didn't really care. I never listened to it. I just didn't care. So does it go there or not? When you two put that album on all of our phones? This episode. <laughs> this episode. No. No, it does not. It doesn't go there. Um, it doesn't go there. It does go there a little bit because Imogen's like, get off your meds. I'm a stalker. And maybe I have mm-hmm. a spell on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I guess that kind of goes there a little bit. But if 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 goes there or doesn't go there mm-hmm. is like over the five threshold, then I would say no, it does not go there. It's more like okay. a three or a four. But that Imogen stuff kind of does go there a little bit. It almost does. Yeah. But that's what I'd say. 
Yeah, I feel like it almost does, but it doesn't quite. Ah, ah, ah. Is this like you're in your car right now? Yeah. It's a different song that plays, but what yes, is it that? is. I think it's about face because yeah. it starts with an A. So oh, that makes sense. It comes alphabetically first. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> Uh, I should know what song it is. It does it all the time to me. It's anytime I want to plug in my phone to charge it. It's like, oh, are you listening to an iPod? Because this is a 2015 car. So it assumes that you're plugging in your iPod. Oh, no. It's like, no. And the legend of Joey Ramone comes blaring through the speakers. The great U2 (laughs) song from Songs of Innocence. One of our favorite albums here. We should put that in the Hall of Fame. Songs of Innocence. Oh my YouTube goodness! So putting all the all the albums, but it did it download it automatically. Yes, it did. You yeah, could, it was like the it was the files were on your. But phone. you couldn't just fucking remove the download right you away. You could, but you had to do it late. You know, it wasn't like you chose to have it so on your phone. It, be, it just was there. Everybody should be so lucky to have a brand new, brand new spanking U two album on there. Didn't pay for that U two album. No one paid for Not that U two album. Cent. Not a red cent. <laughs> So, Pat, if you had writer's block and were really struggling to break a concept. Yeah, you need to get a concept going. For your play. Yeah. But you eventually met someone who, like, helped you work through that. Mm -hmm. And then you ended up writing this concept about someone. Who did you write the concept about? Concept. It's like podcast. I have a concept for a new podcast. You know where I'm going with this. My new favorite character, Imogen, baby. She's coming on strong. She's coming she's, on so strong. She's, she might be Wiccan. I don't know. She could, Eli. <laughs> she made Eli sit down after everybody's looking at him, yelling in the Dot mm-hmm. Marie Jones. Mm-hmm. I love this character. She's weird and wonderful. Let's go, Imogen. Bring yeah. more. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Right? Britney yeah, Spears. The Britney Spears. Yeah, you know yeah. it. So I'm going That's with That's one Imogen. of my favorite Britney Spears songs. So go on. Um, what about you, Rach? I I'm curious to see where Imogen goes, but like I said, I her performance really bugged me, so I did not pick her. Yeah. But because of you know her great teamwork, I went with Eli. Right, Eli. Because I did feel like this was a a heavy lift Eli episode. Eli is so extra, but I love it. It's, it's there's something about it that is just so over the top, but I I I love it. It's great. We should make most extra a new um yeah a new superlative because this is the generation of extra. This is true. This is true. You know? Eli would definitely get most extra. I feel like Claire, Claire is, is for up the there, op- dude. Go- She's up there for extra also. Allie is extra. Oh, Allie's so extra. Um, Sav? I don't know about Sav. Riley is not extra. No, he's... What's the opposite of extra? Un-extra? Extra and... Under. Under extra. (laughs) Underwhelming. Underwhelming. Yeah. Riley is underwhelming. Yeah. Well, there's like an extra large, and then there's like an extra small. He's... Yeah, his mo- his paw is more extra than he is. His paw was definitely more extra than him. His paw was so excited that his son got a a scholarship to an American school. You know what? I'd be honest with you. I bet your paw is going to be fine with him being gay. Yeah, he just doesn't know. Ma was just not okay with it. 
you know who was not okay initially of one of his sons being gay either, but then came around, of course, was, oh my goodness, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is your friend, Adi. That pa. He is also a pa. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going with Eli. I think that this was a great, this is a great Eli episode. Eagle Eye Cherry. Yes. But yeah, I'm curious to see where where this is going. I'm curious to find out what happened to with the panty storyline. Oh yeah, that's an exciting storyline still on the table. I I did see that the um thumbnail for the next episode is Charlie. Oh. Fiona's Charlie. So uh, she's coming back with her she's going to be Oh my goodness, it's me Charlie. <laughs> All right. Well, do we have anybody to welcome to the room? We do not. You gotta stay in your closet, Mr. Del Rossi. Oh, that's fine. I'm happy in the here right now. I'm having a fun time. I'm watching a TV. He's got some warm tuna. Yeah, he's eating tuna. <laughs> I love that. All right, pals. So good night. <laughs> Wait, you can find us at Sparkle Spaz 28. Oh, right. I'm not Sparkle. I think we've been saying, I, I might have been saying Sparkle Spaz 28. You, you thought about it and then you said the right one. The last time. So you can find us at Dean, Dean Podcast, Podcast yeah. on Instagram. All you the can socials. find you can find us on Facebook, um, also at Dean Podcast, or you can join the Dope Monkeys and Broomheads Facebook group, which is a fun place. You gotta get on um, the Patreon so Mr. Del Rossi could come out of the closet. He hasn't welcomed anyone to the room in a while. Slash um, and yeah. fun fact, because this is coming out halfway through July, so we should plug this now. Um, on the Patreon, we recently realized that we are never going to get to Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High at the rate that we're going. So we are going to watch and record some episodes about our f- feelings and thoughts on Degrassi Junior High over on the Patreon we're gonna watch starting it. in July. We're going to watch it. We're going to watch it on the Patreon. Mm-hmm. So if you want to hear us talk about the OG Degrassi, get on the Patreon. Yeah. Get on the Tron. Come join us. It's a good, it's a fun place. Hop on the Tron. Chugga, 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 choo-choo, like train, but Tron. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's how the Canadians say train, Tron. I, I don't think it is, no? but sure. No, well, you never know. <laughs> no, actually, I do know. I've heard them say it. <laughs> They took the train to Stouffville. You actually can certainly know. You will not never know. You will just have to ask a Canadian person and you would know. They'll tell you. They just say train like everybody else. <laughs> anyway. Well, this so is yeah, always fun. Join us over there. Huh? We had a great time. I said, join us over there. We yeah. always have a great time. We'll talk about it. We'll squawk about it over there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a Discord, but we're figuring it out. Yes, we're we're working on a Discord. So hopefully by the time that when this episode comes out, we might know more about the Discord. But right. we'll let you know in the next episode. It's was sent to me in a in a text message and I haven't opened it yet. But we're getting there. Every day is every day is an adventure. Yes, it is. It is. All right. Well So good good night. And grilled cheese definitely. And grilled cheese definitely. Ikniotsky.